I'm reading from Genesis um, chapter 3, 16 to 17. To the woman he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruits from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. This is a curse that was given. Now this was a curse that was given, you know, you know the story very well. When Eve and Adam ate the forbidden fruit. Uh, when we talk about fig challenge journey, you know, it cuts across different parts of our lives. And uh, today we are talking about um, fig journey to marital bliss. So we are going to be crossing from, we are going to be moving from this curse road to bliss home. Okay. Um, so I hear, you know, we are in a society where people talk a lot about male dominance and um you know love and submission a lot of emphasis is laid on women submitting to their husbands and you know i'm not saying that this is not scriptural yes it is scriptural but the interpretation of what we call submission and what we call um male leadership is what i you know kind of find um a little bit uh, awkward or probably um, not uh, scriptural enough. So I was talking to someone and uh, they were telling me or you know about male dominance, male um, headship, uh, male rulership and all those stuff. And I was trying to you know look at this and kind of make a, a distinction between the words we are using because uh, when you look at the dictionary uh, of what dominance and rulership is it's uh, different from what we call leadership you understand so in the secular world we talk about the qualities of a good leader we talk about the different styles of leadership and the you know the most effective forms of uh, leadership styles that we often emphasize uh, you know is that leader that leads by example is that leadership that's operates as a team with the you know subordinate and not the one that just not the auto autocratic kind of um, leader but the one that you know sees the team and sees himself as a part of the team and work as a team and use the word we instead of just you know giving um dishing out instructions and you know it doesn't lead to an effective teamwork or team spirit and it does not just speak well of the leader and we could take a cue from this example you know um, as to bringing it home, how husband and wife relationship, you know, um, works. In my own opinion, and from, you know, judging by what I read in the scriptures from Genesis, I have no doubt that everything that is in Genesis 3, 16 to 17 came as a result of a curse as a result of disobedience and punishment for disobeying God's instruction. It was not the original intention of God. It was not the original plan of God for the for Adam and Eve, for somebody to rule over the other or for someone to, you know, um, give birth through 
painful labor or for the man to have to suffer so much that the ground will not yield its fruits. That was not God's intention if you look back at the beginning of Genesis. But when they disobeyed God, definitely God was angry and we could see the consequence of their disobedience. And then I, my, my argument is that, so are we going to be living in a curse? Because remember that uh, Jesus came in the New Testament to break this curse. And when Jesus gave his, his own, you know, um, his own um, manual for marriage, you know, he talked about loving your wife as yourself. He talked about as Christ loved the church, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, nourishing it, cleansing it, you know. And you will agree with me. I have heard this often, many times said, you know, by different preachers as well that love is a hard work. It's a tough work. You don't just love by me saying it. And, you know, some very sensible preachers have also said that men actually have the harder responsibility in a marriage, you know. To love as Christ loved the church is actually way harder than submission. So, because nobody can match, it's hard for you, even if you want to try it. Don't let me say nobody. It's hard because the standard that Jesus has set for the man to love his wife by, it's a very high standard because Jesus came tied for people that are not even worthy of his death, you know. People that hated him, people that didn't even believe in him, people that did not believe in who he is, who is, you know, is in his authority or whoever. And, you know, this definitely can happen. So how does a man love a wife that does not believe in him, that is not supporting him, that is not supporting his goals? He's not, isn't that a harder task? Isn't that a, you know, a harder feat to achieve that Jesus has said uh, for the man? So we, we, I, I would say that, uh, you know, we should look at, uh, and so when people argue that, oh, okay, um, the man is the head, yeah, nobody is disputing that. Nobody is saying you are not the head. But what are your, what are your actions? How are you leading? How are you being the head? That is what we should start focusing on. Or we should. So we need to move away from that style of relationship that was given in Genesis chapter 3 because it is a curse. It's not a blessing. Everything I read in Genesis 3 is not a blessing. It is a curse. And nobody wants to live by a curse. If you say, oh, you're, not, you're separating the Bible. I think somebody was telling me that, that. Are you trying to separate the Bible? I'm not trying to separate the Bible because... In part, in that same chapter, you, you there are choices that we have made as Christians these days. The part that says that, oh, you are going to, the man is going to toil so much, is going to, you know, the ground will not yield for the man, um, the fruits, the man is going to have to, let me say, say, cause this the ground because of you, through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants and you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food, you know, until, you know, all these things. I'm sure that all this we counter today with scriptures that talks about you eating, possessing the land, you eating, um, you know, scriptures that says that the land that the Lord has given you, you will possess for an inheritance. Then we say all these positive scriptures to counter this curse. 
And of course, it is working. It is working. You make a business, you do a business, and God helps you to prosper. And the land is not giving you thistles and thorns because God is blessing your work. So why did you not say, oh, Genesis already said that, oh, my work will not be blessed. My, the land is not going to bless me. The land is going to give me toil and pain. So I must continue with the toil and pain. No, everyone chooses life. Okay, everyone chooses life. So we move. There is curse in the Bible. There is blessing in the Bible. The Bible says that I have laid before you blessing and cursing. Choose life this day. Okay, so that you may live. Choose to be blessed. So that's the same thing that we should apply in marriage. Do you want to choose the style that says that, you know, you should rule over your wife? Do you want to choose that that says you should rule? You should be an autocrat. You should be a dictator. You should be that unloving man, unkind man, the one that just abuses the power that God has given him to be the head. So if you compared this with 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that talks about the definition of love, then you would see that you actually have a harder work to do. Men, you would see that you have a harder work to do and you would pray for grace to do it and you would not be, you know, fighting or saying nobody is submitting to you because you actually have a, you are asked to love, you know, love an unlovable person. And uh, I always make this joke that it's going to be hard. It's only a very mean woman or a witch <laughs> that would see a loving man and not submit. It's easier sub to submit when you are loved, when you can see that the man has made you the first of everything. You know, there's a reason the Bible says the man will cleave to his wife. He will be the one to leave his family and cleave to his wife. So when you have an unreserved love for a woman, I believe strongly that a woman is going to submit to that man. A Christian woman will submit. A reasonable woman will submit. Okay? So, the man, you are the one that has the work to do. So, we need to, you know, my candid opinion, we need to stop looking at, stop laying emphasis on the word rulership, on the word um, um, dominance, and, you know, start looking at the actions that defines the role that we have been given as men. The role you have been given is to love. You have been you have you have been given a role as the head. So there is a there is a difference between a leader, a leader head, and a ruler head. A ruler head does not want he gives the final verdict without taking anybody's opinion. But when you see yourself as a leader and you look at the responsibilities of a leader or how to lead or the attributes of a leader, then you would see that you need to move away from this cursed road. You need to stand if you want to start, you know, moving into a home that is blissful, a marital success where you can count 20, 40 years of wedding anniversary, then you would need to humble yourself as well. You will need to submit yourself to what God has said, what Jesus, the standard that Jesus has given, you know. So it's not just, it's not just the woman that needs submission. I think in Colossians, it already says that we should submit one to another. Love itself is a, it's a submission. Love is a form of submission. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's, it, I read it over and over again. And it's hard, you know, it, it's, it's, 
if you look at what love defines, what love, how love is defined, it talks about love is kind. It's th- it talks about love forgives. Um, it says love does not remember wrongs that is done. Love always trusts. Love always hopes, you know. So no matter how many times you have been disappointed, you have been failed by your woman, love is still going to trust. Love is still going to hope that soul. She's going to be better. Love is still going to forgive regardless. Isn't that way harder? than the submission you're talking about. So how well have you tried as a man to fit into this laid down principles? And so how are you interpreting, how are you interpreting your role, the role that has been given to you? Leadership or rulership? Are you ruling or you are leading? Are you loving or you are just trying to be controlling and manipulative? An abusive of you know your role or you are misinterpreting the role you have been given as the head of the family I believe that love is in submission and I believe that submission is in love both of them actually have the same or very similar ways of expressing themselves I cannot I cannot say I am submissive to a man to my husband without loving him so there is love in submission and a man cannot say he loves his wife also without also, you know, giving, submitting to the will of God. So the man is not submitting to the woman necessarily. He is actually submitting to the word of God about how he must love his wife. So the man needs to be submissive. So he is submitting himself to something. He's submitting himself to the word of God. And the woman is also doing likewise. She's not just submitting himself to the man. She is submitting. She's not just submitting herself to the man. She is submitting herself to the will of God, to the word of God. And finally, I would say that if you look at why it is easier for true Christians or practicing Christians to submit to the word of God or to submit to the Lordship of Jesus, it's because we have no reason not to because we can see that what Jesus has done for us. So I strongly believe that it is easier to submit to love, to this matchless love, the love that loves you even while you were still sinners. So why would I not submit my life to Jesus? Why would I not take him, accept him as my Lord? Why would I not? Why would I, why would I choose to serve the devil? Why would I choose to honor Satan? What has Satan done for me other than sorrow? So when a man gives a woman sorrow, it's way harder to submit. So, so men, you need to move from living curses. We need to move from Genesis 3 to 1 Corinthians 13. It's a faith journey because you male chauvinism has actually, you know, put this in generations from generations to generations. The style of dominance, the style of rulership is what men, most men have understood to be headship. But that is not it. That is not it. I, I want you to challenge yourself today and I'm challenging you to start a journey of faith, moving from that route that is cursed into a blissful home you're not going to sleep on the road you want to move into a home that's my five cents today i hope we are blessed and i pray that you know god is going to expand this understanding in us and then it's going to lead us into marital success in life into what god ordained marriage to be god bless you see you next time